Welcome back to It's Kind of Personal, the podcast where we melt shame and shed light on real sex and love stories. I am here today with my very first guest, Charlie Sprinkman from Everywhere is Queer. They are the founder of this public resource and worldwide searchable map of 8,900 plus businesses created for the queer and ally community to <laughs> find and support queer-owned businesses. Charlie, thank you so much for being on today. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So glad you reached out. Yeah, this is very exciting. So I love your business, what you're doing. I'm so curious about how you got here. Yeah. I'd love to time travel with you back to where you started, things you overcame to get to this place of being this leader of creating queer community. And I know from a couple minutes that we chatted that we have this string of religious upbringing in common. So yeah. if you want to start there, I'd love to hear about what that was like for you as a queer person growing up. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in rural-ish suburbia, Wisconsin, um, so 25 miles west of Milwaukee, um, where I was raised in predominantly white, Catholic, conservative uh, area. And, you know, I was told my entire uh, formative years, you know, up. I mean, I transferred to a public high school my sophomore year of high school. So kindergarten to freshman year of high school, I was at a private Catholic education system oh, wow. in the Catholic education system. And in all of those experiences and years was told that it is you're going to hell if you're queer or gay. Um, none of that was welcomed. <laughs> um, and so it was really hard. You know, I also um, am one of 16 cousins on one side of my family. Um, and I am the only out cousin to date, actually. Wow. Um, so I just don't have, I, I did not grow up with any out um, aunts, uncles, cousins. Um, and actually we didn't have any queer family friends. Um, and so I didn't have visibility of queer people. Um, so for me, me, myself and I obviously battling this as just like a kid, you know, I was the stereotypical, like playing with Barbies and like wanting to play with the girls all the time. And like, that was really hard for my family as the men were hunters, you know, the men's, the men were like the grilling cooks and like, you know, I never wanted to go hunting and I wanted to go shopping, you know, but so there was always like those battles growing up that were really hard, really, really hard. Um, and yeah, so I mean, just navigating all of that was really difficult and just school and church and yeah. I mean, there was not a lot of queer visibility within our school system. I was, you know, my grade school was, I was one of 25 kids in my grade. And so it was small. Um, yeah. I don't know what your, your, how big your school system experience was. A little bigger than 25 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you had that sense of not quite fitting in in your family with having different passions and hobbies. And, and then you had that other side from the church, which was yeah. um, very strict. So yeah. shame. 
I'm wondering if you have a specific um, memory of that shame forming your opinion about yourself and how you fit in. Yeah, I mean, my freshman year of high school, so definitely I was a little bit older. Um, and this was private Catholic high school, 75 kids a grade. So we've gone up significantly. <laughs> um, I'll never forget in like religion class, the teacher told the entire class, and this is 2015, 2016. So this is about when gay marriage, queer marriage was legalized. Um, and so I'm sure that this is why I don't recall exactly why he said this to us, but I, I'm sure this is probably why. Hmm. Um, but, um, the religion teacher told us that we cannot support Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they support gay marriage. And I, you know, it, it, it just like blows my mind that a teacher can just say that. I mean, like I, 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 it just blows my mind and especially an old white cis man, you know, I just cringe, 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 cringe. And, you know, now that I'm doing the math backwards in my head, as I say this out loud, this was actually a few years before gay marriage was legalized. Mm. Um, it was like four years before gay marriage was legalized. So I'm sure conversations were obviously happening for many, many years before the years right. were legalized, but yeah, it just, I remember I, um, I and my friend Bailey actually got up in the middle of that classroom and walked out and I was not out at this point. I was not out. I, I didn't come out till my junior year of college and this is my freshman year of high school. But that moment I just was like, like, no, like, fuck that, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. So even at that point, um, his rhetoric didn't didn't land for you you already knew that their ideas were very backwards yeah i think like as a queer person in our closeted days it just like we start to question so many things you know and i believe our like little activist selves not that every queer person is an activist but like we start to question society and norms and, yeah. and, and things. And I, that is a moment in my life where I reflect back where again, I was not out, but I like stood up and I was like, no, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, that was definitely a moment that just did not sit right with me. I, I agree that I feel like a lot of queer people looking back do have those moments. And one actually yeah. came to mind for me. Yeah, it was before sure. I was out and I was at, one of these religious conferences, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. And one of the leaders was on the screen saying that there is this trend of men wearing skinny suits, like the tight fitted suits at the mm -hmm. time. It was very trendy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying that gay men design those tight pants so that they can see the print <laughs> of your penis in pants. And I remember thinking, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Oh, like I laugh because it's so ridiculous. Like that level of conspiracy is yeah. mind blowing. Absolutely. I'm also like, go off gay guys. If you wanted that, you know, <laughs> exactly. Wild. Remind me where you grew up. Um, so I was born in Southwestern Illinois outside of St. Louis. Okay. And then we moved to Missouri when I was a teenager. Okay. Yeah. a very small town. I know you can relate to that. Yeah. So there, 
there weren't any, definitely no queer representation, but not even a lot of people my age. Yeah. So I didn't really know who I was Yeah. and who I, I didn't know my options of who I could be back to your point about representation or visibility. Gosh, you know, I've been in many years of therapy, but one of like the biggest thing that shakes me so much is when I sit with my younger self and I've gotten so emotional over this, but it like being this adult person that I wish I could have just like as a queer person been like, Charlie, like I see you just like as my younger self, like to that little kid and not even being like, you're gay. Like I'm gay. Like let's go be gay together. Like, no, like just like an adult that was like, I got you or like, I see you, you know? And like really not much more, you know, I just didn't have that. At least I missed it. And I apologize to any of you adults that tried. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just like that representation and, you know, a huge part why I started my business is for queer and trans and allied individuals that to find queer owned spaces, wherever they are, either locally or globally as you're traveling. But a huge part of it, as I think of my little child closeted self and by little child, I even say like high school when I can drive and I, there's a queer owned coffee shop, not far from me that has popped up on our map that I did not know existed. And so I just think if I could have just driven to that spot and sat there as a closeted kid and see queer people exist, just exist, Mm. would have changed my life. And so I hope and I know that my resource is providing that for many closeted kids, young adults, adults that just want to see queer people exist, you know? Yeah. That's it gave me goosebumps when you were talking about your inner child because like you said, it's not that we want to go back and be like, you're gay, dummy, and shake us. We yeah. just want to feel seen. Because yeah. that that simple thing of feeling seen allows the rest to blossom comfortably without that repression and pushing down. Yeah. And I, yeah. I totally agree with you that if I would have seen queer people anywhere, then I would have felt like I was less alone because we're not alone. Right. And that's part of your map is just showing us how, how not alone we really are. Yeah. Seriously. Even if you don't know someone out, they're still around. Yeah. I've gotten hundreds of messages from, I don't know how old they are on Instagram primarily from all over the world. Um, But I got one message from a what I assume is a kid um, from Latvia. Um, And they said, I am not out. I could never be out in my area, but you are keeping me to keep going, knowing Mm -hmm. how many queer people there are in this world and places that I could go to be around queer people. And I mean, I cried reading that message, but I told them these are just queer entrepreneurs and business owners. These are just people that have signed up for my map. You know, there are so many millions of queer and trans people all over this world. And yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, again, just just to know 
And yeah, I mean, to my map is definitely providing that. Just like there are queer people around. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially in rural America. Check out our map. There's pins in all 50 states outside of those metropolitan areas. Exactly. It's that all the queers don't just go to cities. They exist other yeah. places too. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful story. It, all, it makes me almost cry. Even if you don't come out or can't come out, that feeling inside of I'm not alone and I'm not broken, I'm not weird. It helps you experience your life differently, whether you come out or not. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't have the technology that kids have today. Like that kid gets to find everywhere is queer. Like I didn't have that growing up. I'm, I'm like right on the cusp of like, um, I still played outside every single day as a kid, which I really value. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my own imaginative, like queer experiences out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the access that kids have these days is definitely huge. <laughs> the fact that you're you're finding a way to use it for good to provide that sense of yeah. community is is just amazing. I would have loved to have that when I was a kid with my uh, yeah. razor flip phone slamming it shut. Yep. You know. <laughs> yep. Oh, I had a razor too, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I would love to know. You seem to be this person who is confident in their their voice and their self and their identity and what are some some ways that you had to work on that from that religious upbringing how did you learn to accept yourself and feel more comfortable in who you are outside of those ideas and that dogma yeah finding queer community <laughs> um yeah. and like it's so not easy sometimes um, but I've really put myself out there and thrown myself into spaces by myself. <laughs> um, but growing up, I mean, I didn't have the sex talk with my parents at all. Like not, and it would have very much been a heteronormative sex talk if yes. there was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was never on the table for my family. So one, like sex was just like this, like only seen on in movies type thing. And then of course it rolled into like porn down the line, which is its own toxic beast. Yes. Um, but then I went to, um, I went to undergrad slash university in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I really like flocked the coop um, and moved across the country to go to uh, college. And again, wasn't out till my junior year of college. Um, but in college, I just, you know, my first, I, I'm so grateful. I was, I had that experience where the first week of college, I met like my best friends who I lived with all throughout college who are still my friends today, you know? Um, and I just met this amazing group of people um, who were all like very liberal and very accepting. And like, I, some people didn't grow up religious and I'm like, what is that? Like grew up with liberal parents. And I'm like, what? Right. Like, that was a thing <laughs> for people. Um, and yeah, just like hearing more and more and more. And they definitely created the environment for me to like come out and have start to find my confidence. Um, but I do feel so Fort Collins, I'm sure there's a really strong queer community. We have several queer owned businesses on the map there, but I didn't find my queer community quite yet. Um, yeah. But um, later on, I mean, 
one experience was Brave Trails, which is a queer youth leadership camp for 12 to 18 year old youth. Um, I went and volunteered on my own um, as a cabin counselor at this queer camp. And that is a space where you start to really find yourself as an adult. I mean, I know this camp is like, I mean, it's for the kids, but it's also for the counselors. I yeah. mean, this is like an intense healing experience for 10 days of being in a full space of all queer people. Um, yeah. I, I really admire you putting yourself out there because I think that was one thing that held me back and holds a lot of people that I talk to back as they're scared of doing something alone. Yeah. And yeah. from what you're saying and from my own experiences too, when you, when you do that alone, you are more open because you're just sitting by yourself. So maybe you're more open to talk to someone or to try something new. It's not easy. I mean, no. I, I preface with like, it is not easy at all. Like scared shitless, you know, driving up <laughs> the brave trails, like literally like shake my hands shaking. I'm like so nervous, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I may come off confident yet. I'm so timid and introverted in some spaces. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's really good to hear too, because I think when people say be confident, we can kind of have this unrealistic expectation of just yeah. feeling fearless everywhere we go. And so mm -hmm. I think it's nice to hear from someone that is, I'm confident now. And sometimes I'm not like there's oh it's a, a working skill. Yeah. I was yeah. literally at a queer owned business yesterday and I'm like partnering with them. I'm going to highlight them. And I was so nervous to talk to the owner. I was like, so awkward. I was like, I have these new um, like window clings that I'm, we're going to put around businesses. Oh, and I was like, so nervous to tell them about it. Like why <laughs> they're on my map. Like I, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a human. I have all emotions. I get sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that feels nice because I am also nervous to talk to you. Yeah. So it's funny how oh, it yeah. like it yeah. goes to each person. <laughs> yeah, and you're just a human. I'm just a human. Right. You know, yeah, I, yeah. Just queers connecting. Nothing Seriously. to be nervous about. <laughs> no, we just want to feel seen and heard. Yeah. You know, as our authentic selves, which we all deserve. You know, exactly. When you said authentic self, I something popped into my head that. Um, our our sexual expression, no matter how we identify, is part of our authentic self. And that is yeah. a huge part, especially if you're queer, but also if you're not, that yeah. is needed to be cut off and not okay. And especially with our religious backgrounds. So was there any certain work or experiences or learnings that helped you welcome your sexuality more, even though we were yeah. told that that part is unholy or dirty and things like that. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, it has been years of therapy <laughs> to um, really unpack so much of this. And um, yeah, I mean, there was just so much shame even after I came out that was like, yeah, having sex with another guy is awful. It's going to change. It's just a phase, you know, like all mm. these things that just constantly I was told every day, just so rooted in me, like took so long for me to get over and like not feel shame, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, it's been 
like, and I think that this is why I do, I'm able to do part of why I'm able to do things like brave trails on my own. It's like, I have figured out everything on my own. <laughs> like, again, I, you know, I love my family to date. They're not part of the church anymore. Um, most of them are liberal, which is super cool. Um, they're very supportive of everywhere is queer. My mom has a bumper sticker on the back of her car in rural Wisconsin. Yes. Like, She's the, the, honestly number one fan goal in my comments. It's like, mom loves you. Mom, mom cheers you on. So I just preface with like my family to date. I'm really grateful for them. We did have like, obviously my childhood is valid and everything that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just did everything on my own. I did not have this like support in exploring of like gender or like, you know, again, no sex talks or like safety. Um, and, you know, the queer community has this whole fear of AIDS and, and sex and just like all this stuff, you know, it's just, you get one rash and I'm like, I'm out, I'm down, I'm going down, you know, yeah. and I like, we can laugh about that, but like, truly that's how I feel. And I know yes. so many gay men that in other queer people that have felt that exact same experience. Yes. Um, and just like not a lot of conversations around safe sex and like what that can look like. Um, so I kind of went on a tangent there, but what I was trying to say is that I just explored on my own and a lot of it was with Grinder, you know, absolutely. I was hooking up with men, you know, on Grinder before I came out in college at 2 a.m., mm -hmm. which like, was I would sneak out of my house all the time. <laughs> um, and that's how I explored. And it all started there. And it didn't start with safe sex at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I loved your tangent, by the way. Thank and you. <laughs> I, I really appreciated your point that the shame doesn't go away after you come out. I thought that I would just feel automatically empowered and free and confident and of course it felt great to be honest about who I am but then there was still all that shame from mm -hmm. having queer sex because mm -hmm. I also did not get a sex talk and especially not a queer sex talk yeah. yeah so I love that you're bringing in the the reality that if you have the option and desire to come out it's really great. And there's still sticky, murky things that will be there that you can choose to work on if you want to feel like that confident queer person. Yeah. I'll share a little, a quick personal story, if you don't mind. When you were talking Please. about safe sex, I, this is so embarrassing, but I thought that STIs was just something that came from a penis. And okay. so as a queer woman, I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't have to worry about yeah. this. Life. <laughs> everyone listening, that is not correct. Not correct. That's not correct, everyone. <laughs> not correct. <laughs> uh, so I, um, thankfully, I was able to educate myself. Um, but just the, the level of ignorance that exists because no one has these conversations with us yeah. can really be damaging if if nobody steps up to the plate about this kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many resources today on like yeah. queer sex and queer safe sex and, you know, 
bottoming for gay men and queer people in general and like yeah. all the things that you need to know slash things that you could know and like yeah I mean I just am so grateful for my community to date of like how just like you know people that I've had sex with um like my partner it, it's just like I, I feel so safe and seen and it's just it every time I'm just like wow this is I'm so grateful I've come this far and yeah, I, and just so many things. It just is so amazing. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. People, you can get there if you're not there. That's right. There are like, it is, and I am, I have got a lot of ways to go in a lot of ways and, and not just in, yeah, but it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah, exactly. And even, even today, I still sometimes when I walk into a place, um, they'll have a certain sign that makes me think maybe they lean a bit more conservative and I'm like, should I hold her hand here? Because I don't want to no. not get my car fixed. Exactly. There's this weird tension still. And I think that's the beautiful thing about your map. I don't always have the energy to wonder if I'm accepted somewhere, even though I'm proud of who I am, but I don't always want unsolicited confrontation. 100%. Also, yeah. just like, I don't need to be stared at, or I don't need to be like, you know, pronouns. And uh, if so many people mistake me as a woman because of my higher voice, and I just, I get ma'am all the time with, uh, I have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, my whole life I've gotten it, you know, I doesn't happen here in Portland, Oregon, I'll tell you that. But when I go home to Wisconsin, nails painted, I mean, it's just going into the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't want that. We don't deserve no. to live. Yeah. Not at all. So Not use my worldwide map of queer owned businesses yes. <laughs> to feel seen as your authentic self because we deserve that. Exactly. Oh. No more anxiety going to places wondering if you can be yourself or you'll get weird looks. Just skip all that and Fuck see what's that. around you because there are options around yeah. you. Charlie has yeah. so graciously provided a space where we can compile them. It's growing at like 100 businesses a week. And just know yeah. that all of our businesses on our map are not brick and mortar. We do welcome online services and businesses. Yes. So we're building out a, a huge repertoire of queer therapists. You're going to be able to filter by state. Um, and hopefully you can find a, a affirming therapist. You know, that's a huge one. Yes. I'm so glad that you brought that up because especially when you're you're seeking guidance and help and then someone misunderstands you or... Yeah, steers you away from what you know is your truth because yeah. it doesn't make sense to their worldview. We yeah. don't, again, we do not need to be dealing with that, especially in 2024. Correct. Correct. Anyone seeking gender affirming care, um, a company called Folks, F-O-L-X, is now um, providing services in all 50 states. Um, they do take insurance. Um, they're doing amazing work to get access to people anywhere you are for gender affirming care. So check them out. Um, and then there's also resources like OutCare and the GLMA by Tegan and Sarah uh, Foundation, which is more gender affirming healthcare. So doctors, you know, therapists, optometrists, I mean, you name it. They've got such a big directory of affirming, gender affirming and queer affirming healthcare providers. Amazing. Thank you so much. I don't, I'm not associated with them, but I just love what they're doing. And these resources are truly amazing for the queer and allied community. Absolutely. 
And speaking of the the community, I, I wrote down a little tagline that I liked on your website. And you said, community is waiting for you just around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so beautiful and really summarizes what we were talking about, that desire to have community. So and knowing that it's so close mm-hmm. can really change your experience as a queer person. So I'd love yeah, to I... hear about how you have built your own personal queer community and how that has brought value to your life. Oh my gosh. Um, queer community, you'll hear in like all of my interviews and and any space or most of my interviews that queer community has saved my life. And I don't say that lightly. I say that with my full heart, (laughs) little queer heart. Um, Gosh, just I think about those like first queer spaces that I sat in um, and just how the like weight lifted off my shoulders. Just like, wow, I don't have to like the anxiety of just like, oh, my God, I don't have to like, is this person going to accept me if I'm if I say that I'm queer, you know, like all these things. And it's like, wait, all of these people are queer, actually. So no one's going to question you being queer. (laughs) Um, Just yeah. And I, I have to really shout out Brave Trails again, just for like that, those first formative experiences, you know, even before Brave Trails, I moved to New York City, February 4th of 2020, um, which the pandemic hit March 15th. <laughs> and my second day in New York City, I went to, do you know who a loke is? Yes, I um, love them. Yeah, I, this was, I was living in Brooklyn and a loke. Um, this is pre Alok having a following and or like maybe Alok had like 30,000 followers at this point on Instagram, but Alok had posted doing this like intimate queer, like talk. And I was like, I'm in like a no second way. day in New York city, like throw me in. I brought my friend, Amanda, who I went to the private Catholic high school with, who I just like hadn't talked to since that high school and is also Amanda's very queer. Um, and I was like, we're going and had this most incredible, intimate 12 people, Alok and, and, and friends and like dove in and just like, it's those experiences that have been so formative for me and allowed me to just keep throwing myself out there. So, I mean, then brave trails and then, you know, um, pandemic I I so moved out of New York City moved back to Boulder Colorado didn't have a great experience there pandemic was really hard for my extroverted self moved to Bend Oregon and you know I just I'm a networker so I just started connecting with the drag queens started connecting you know with the like uh, businesses I just went to these spaces that I had heard of you know and then I launched everywhere is queer in Bend and there's now 80 plus queer owned businesses in the town of Bend, which is 200,000 people. Wow. Like so many queer people doing amazing things. And yes, I did get, people did start to call me the gay mayor of Bend because <laughs> I was organizing. This <laughs> queer community saves lives. People, we need to like, I love being around queer people. So hell, I'm going to put myself around queer people. And I was organizing queer charcuterie in the park, queer pickleball, queer board game nights, queer movie nights. I mean, I just was trying to bring queer people together as much as possible. Honestly, it was selfishly for me, but I knew that it would, other people would want to do this. 
And so, yeah, I just have continued to do that. And since moving to Portland, I mean, we have an event here. I mean, an event it's with my friends, but we do a, if you want a Thursday, um, and it's a completely optional six to 9 PM low stress. Who's ever hosting is not cooking for everyone. It is just a space to be together. Come in your sweatpants, come when you want, leave when you want. And let's play board games. Let's watch a movie. Let's just like be in a space of queer people. And it's fully optional. We'll never be butthurt if you don't show up. Won't be butthurt if you show up for five minutes and you're like, I'm too anxious. I'm out. I mean, so, I mean, that's, I started that here in Portland with my friends, um, inspired off of a queer group in Bend that said, that did it if you want a Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just am constantly trying to gather queer people together. I'm a little tired of it. I'll be honest, but <laughs> I, a big reason why I moved to Portland was I'm really excited to attend queer events that I'm not putting on. And yeah. there are, there's a, um, queer social calendar group. They email it out weekly and it's like hundred plus queer events happening in Portland every week. Wow. I mean, it's like anything from dyke soccer to dyke bingo to, I mean, queer salsa nights to you name it. That is so incredible. We need organizers. The introvert in me yeah. loved that you said you can leave when you want. That sounds beautiful. We'll never be but hurt when you leave. <laughs> Seriously, I understand. The thing I think that has impacted me most about having queer community, and I'm still trying to build mine here in Denver, yeah. but it's seeing the way that queer people just kind of throw out a lot of the rules right? The mm -hmm. heteronormative relationship rules or the, the appearance rules yes. and seeing people gender bend and wear what they want. And one day look this awesome. way, another way, look that way. It yeah. really opened my eyes to what's on the menu of human expression. Yeah. Because like we were saying, I, if I didn't see people do that, it never occurred to me that I could do that. hundred percent. And I love that it's so non-judgmental because everyone is just trying to be themselves and it's, I've even found it more accepting um, as far as your line of work or your relationship yeah. style. It's just acceptance across the board. And I think that's been the most beautiful gift that I've received from hanging out with queer people. Yeah. It's just like sitting at a restaurant and, you know, or a bar with your partner and being able to like, just give them a little kiss and like, not think twice about it. Yeah. It still surprises me when I have those experiences, you know, I will say Portland is, I'm so grateful to live here. I mean, it is like so many gosh darn queer people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is wild. I mean, everywhere you go, it's just full of queer people, which is so cool. Um, but I've actually had a lot of like really awesome queer experiences in Denver. Yeah. And like our map is growing oh so big in Denver as well, which is really exciting. Um, I mean, I lived in Boulder for two years and Fort Collins for four. So had my fair share of, I didn't have my map when I was there in Colorado, <laughs> but um, just total side note, but I'm starting to watch the L word. Have you watched? So honestly, I have not watched all of the old one, but okay. I, I started with watching the new one. And I've watched all of the okay. new one. Okay. What about you? 
Well, I just watched episode one of the old one last okay. uh, last night. Um, so many of my friends obviously have watched it, and I'm like, I gotta watch this, you know. And I know that um, the old version is very cringy, very turfy, very like you know, like yikes to a lot of it. Um, but I hear that it's also iconic for the time that it was, and yeah, a must watch. So my goal is to watch all, I want to watch old, I want to watch new. I had some people follow me on Instagram from the new one. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. I need to watch. You know? <laughs> I, I would love you to do real-time updates of how you're enjoying or not enjoying the episodes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to be radically honest, which I am very often, I, I am, I am gay. I am really gay. Yeah. Yeah. I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> I support everything that's happening on screen and I'm going to continue to watch, but I am, I am gay. Yes. (laughs) I finally understood everyone's references to Shane after I watched Mm -hmm. it because Shane's character seemed to have inspired so many baby gays to think that they need to act a certain way. And I finally understood it when I went back and watched it. And I was like, I see what all of you are trying to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm excited to keep watching. Yeah. I know you've mentioned different aspects of your your map and your resources throughout this, but I would love to wrap up with um, hearing about what kind of feeling you're hoping that Everywhere is Queer brings to the community. Oof. Um, I mean, so much of myself thinks about people like you and I and our younger selves. And just like those kids that are still a part of the church. Yeah. Um, And I hope that they can find our resource to just get inspired, feel seen, you know, as they start to question themselves and and the world as like we did at certain points, but yet felt so much shame around it. Yeah. I also think there's a huge part of supporting and creating this, like, and building this queer economy. You know, I, I really believe that unfortunately it takes success to feel heard sometimes. And if queer businesses, and I'm talking more brick and mortar restaurants, bars can have success, the economy, the, the city will start to respect and see these businesses more. Yes. And that means in my eyes that these businesses, these owners can start to have a bigger voice in that local economy, in that local, you know, like if they can advocate for more gender neutral bathrooms because their, their, their business is a success. Like if that can even just be put on the table, Absolutely. You know, I just think like if a queer owned bar became the mo- the biggest, most successful bar in a small city, like how much other bars would look up to them Yeah, to be like, whoa, what did you do right? And to be so successful. And it's like, oh, we were actually just inclusive, you know? So let's drive as many people as possible and I want that to be queer, trans, and allied individuals to these spaces um, to just grow these businesses and continue to, yeah, grow this queer economy. 
I, I've never heard the phrase queer economy like that. And I think it really sums up everything you're talking about. And it is true that success does bring more recognition and respect. So yeah. to funnel more of that into the queer community that have been deprived of it for so long, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Let's so do I, that. <laughs> I will selfishly ask if you have another story of people being impacted by your map that is just on the top of your head, if you want to share one, because the last one really warmed my heart. Um, I have so many, but the one that popped into my head right now was, um, oh gosh, now they're like all coming through and I'm like, which one do I want to share? <laughs> okay. I'm going to share two really quick ones. Perfect. Um, I, um, had someone message me. I don't know them from bend recently messaged me and be like, Hey, my trans nephew came and visited me that they're an adult. Um, and I was able to take them to affirming places all around Bend, which is like, I, I don't know if you've been to Bend, but yeah. it is, I mean, it, it can be very conservative and scary at some points as a queer person. And I can't imagine as a trans person. And so um, they just said that they were able to take their trans nephew uh, to all these affirming places and they had so much fun. And now the kid wants to move to Bend. And I'm wow. like, literal trans, Me too. You know, I'm just like, so cool. Um, and then I just got another one from Mullet Proof. I think they're called Mullet Proof Co. Um, they're a hair salon in Boise, Idaho, um, which I mean, Boise, Idaho, Idaho. Sure. <laughs> um, Boise is obviously like more of the city, but they said that um, since being on our map, they have um, one just had um, tens, twenties numbers of people come in as clients because of our map. Um, it, like people found them. But also they said, you've inspired us to try to build more of a queer community of like other business owners and stuff within our town. And they've been successful. They're now doing like meetups with other queer business owners. And they said they reached out to everyone because of my map. And now they have this like queer support group of like business owners happening. Like, that is so fucking cool. Yes. More of that, please. <laughs> so you're, you're uh, not only building community but then inspiring others to do the same and queer community saves lives so yes. like i i just want that's this is why i built everywhere is queer so this is an amazing resource tell us how to use it get on it tell us what to do so we can support this amazing thing that you've created yeah um Everywhere's Queer uh, on Instagram, TikTok, www.everywheresqueer.com um, to access our current map. But we're launching an app in three weeks. We have a tentative launch date of February 20th. I don't know when this is going to air, but um, February 20th, stay tuned. Um, it's going to be free on iOS and Android. So please tell uh, all of yes. your friends and community about our free app. Um, and send us any feedback you have. It was just me and one queer developer that day in and day out have been developing this app for the last six months. Amazing. I, I am on it. It was so easy. And it also just inspired me seeing how many queer businesses were on there. So definitely download the app. If it's available, people, you will not regret it. Any so closing exciting. things you want to say or share, Charlie, here with everybody? So grateful for people like you, Danny, and so grateful to have you on our platform. And um, yeah, I mean, let's keep doing it. I know it's not easy, but uh, we're just trying. I know that you are too, to allow people to feel seen. So thanks for all that you do. Thank you so much.